What's up, guys? Welcome back to Faded Truth. Before you do anything, hit that subscribe button right there. Show your support. Today, I have a very special lady guest on the show. I'm so excited to have you. And I just noticed this Hemsa necklace <laughs> matching my decor. Miss DJ Moni over there. Yes, yes, yes. How Hello. You feeling? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, I appreciate you being here. Thank you. I know we met at uh, Dre's. Yes. Right? Yes. So we was basically um, partying one weekend, saw each other, then didn't introduce each other till the next weekend. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So you go by the risque DJ. Yes. Or on your website, the hottest nearly naked DJ on the net. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I want to start from the beginning. Born and raised in South Carolina. And so your grandfather, um, Thomas T.J. Hughes. He was one of the first black DJs in the South? Yes, that's correct. Wow. So that's amazing. That's crazy. So your bloodline just goes back all the way because you got Dewey Hughes in there, Tory Bricks. We got a couple people in the family tree. So everyone was just into music in your family, like you grew up around it? Yeah, absolutely. I would go up to the radio stations and spend Sundays with my grandfather because he did gospel. Okay. Um, so, you know, that was really interesting and fun. And then I recently just really discovered and put the pieces together about Dewey and Kathy and that part of the family tree. So I'm actually planning on going to L.A. to talk to my family. Um, and so you've never met them? I've never met them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. So, yeah, yeah. And then Tori, she started DJing several years ago, and her career just really took off. And... I got bored <laughs> and I was in the house and I was trying to figure out ways to entertain myself. So, so I want to go to the job that you actually had before cause mm -hmm. you were uh, CEO of and creative director of Simone Hughes international. Yes. Okay. So tell me what that is. So that is a full brand management company. Um, we do everything from business management, helping you figure out what it is exactly that you want to do, and then actually create your brand and manage you along the way. Um, so it's, it's very in-depth. Um, most brand managers aren't also creatives, um, so we're kind of a one-stop shop. So how did you get into owning that business? Like what sparked you? Is it because you were already dealing with music throughout your life or? Well, my mom has been an entrepreneur my whole life. So business itself has just ran through my family. So I've always wanted to own my own business. Um, prior to this, I was in corporate America and I told them that I was retiring. I wasn't going to ever work for anybody else again. And they laughed me out the office. But here we stand six years later. I'm still doing my own thing. <laughs> Fuck you, bitches. Yeah, they're still there. <laughs> right, y'all still hate your job. <laughs> and I'm living my dream. That part. Right. That part, exactly. So with that, with the Simone Hughes International, is that still open? Yeah. Okay, and so you did worked on projects for Cash Doll, who I've heard of, Elijah Blake. Um, and so when you say worked on projects for them, are you pushing their brands out? Like, what's... So Cash Doll, we actually worked on her tour that she was supposed to have before the pandemic shut her down. Elijah Blake, we've done a couple of album covers and things like that for him, his one sheet EPK kind of situation. Um, so a lot of artist branding. I have picked up a new client on the brand management side of things. Shout out to Patrick Cornette. Um, so we're going to be rocking and rolling together and uh, we'll see what happens. Word. Shout out to you, Patrick. Being a woman in business, do you think that you've had like certain obstacles that you've had to overcome because 
you're a woman in business, you're a black woman in business at that. So people are already probably intimidated. So do you, you think that, was there anything that you faced specifically that you remember like being a woman in that, owning your own company and you know having to take care of all these people like? Well, yes, um, actually last summer once OnlyFans was popping and things like that, um, I ended up meeting with a guy who was managing a couple of the girls that we were working with and I was trying to explain to him what it was that I did. And he kept saying, so you're a graphic designer. So you're a graphic designer. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm a brand manager. So you're a graphic designer. And I was just like, Ew. I don't understand. <laughs> like, what's the problem? Hello, is this thing on? <laughs> I feel like it's it's hard because I think people have this perception of women like we're always supposed to kind of fall back mm -hmm. to the male dominant role. Mm -hmm. And so when women are dominant in any part of their life, I mean, I had this issue my whole life, obviously, because I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. I have dealt with that my whole life also. I'm definitely alpha female. Um, I'm very secure within myself. I know exactly what it is that I want. And for guys, they don't know how to handle that. You know, so yeah, I definitely can identify with you there. So the pandemic hits, you're born in the house. And this, how do you get into like, let me start DJing? I literally woke up and said, I want to DJ. I ordered equipment. I know my husband was looking at me like, this girl's crazy. <laughs> He's like, this is your dream today? Okay. Yeah. You know, and I don't do anything half-assed. Anything that I do, right. I'm going to put my whole ass in it. Mm -hmm. So I'm buying all the big equipment, all of this stuff, signing up for all of these subscriptions, and we're racking up coins. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should actually try to get some gigs. Right. <laughs> you know, so that's really where I started, and I literally have been teaching myself how to DJ. Wow. I go on YouTube. I study all kinds of videos and things of that nature. Um, it's been a challenge. Well, that's what they say. Study, like study records, study what you're doing in order to get better. Cause what if you don't have nobody to help you? You got to learn yourself, right? Absolutely. I feel like everything can be learned off YouTube at this point. <laughs> like, Literally. And this is no lie. And this is for anybody who is listening to this. Everything that I've done over the past 10 years, I've literally learned on YouTube. Okay, so you basically woke up, you got all your shit, you're like, fuck it, let's start. What's the first thing you try to spin? Ooh. Believe it or not, the first thing that I tried to spin was my brother's album. Um, my brother has been doing music for a long time, and I've always been a supporter of his. So I really just wanted to impress him and show him that I could spin his record. Okay. Um, so that was the first thing. What's his name? His name is Digit. D-I-G-I-T. Follow my brother. Yes. Digit. Shout out to you. <laughs> All right. So now you're, you've been in Vegas less than a year, right? It's been you? a year. It's been a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're, you already have certain places that you are DJing at. Because I saw you were at Hardeen. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then... Is there any other places that you kind of stop in and do pop-ups at? Or is it kind of just like whatever comes? So it's really whatever comes. I've been doing a lot of private events, um, things like that. Um, I'm definitely looking into getting into more clubs and beach clubs and things of that nature. So. Right. Okay. So when I first saw you, I thought you were just an EDM DJ. But you play all types of genres, right? I do. I love EDM. I love house music. I love world music. Um, hip hop for me, I've been in hip hop forever and I feel like 
in regards to female DJs, I was looking for a way that I could stand out. Mm -hmm. As a woman of color, there's not too many of us out here spinning EDM and house music. I figured that was the way that I could stand out the most. Okay. Um, But I do play everything. I love country. I love rock and roll. I love blues. I love it all. Nice. Okay. So if you have to play one genre, you're playing EDM? Probably house. Probably house? Okay. Probably Who's house. your favorite house DJ? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Frankie Knuckles. Um, who who do I have? Like there's so many. Do you like Chucky? Have you ever heard of Chucky? I have definitely heard of I Chucky. interviewed him. Um, Did he was, you? He was one of my first interviews. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Because he used to play in Atlantic City back where I'm from. Yeah. So he used to come there all the time and like during our Molly days, like it was DJ Chucky every weekend, like it fucked up and like he played that dirty trap music, like that beat that you're like oh shit like this isn't just like trance it's like you can dance to it right so i was like i reached out to him and i'm like yo i been i remember seeing you like come on the show he fucking uh facetimed me from like amsterdam and did the stream it was fucking awesome that's so <laughs> surreal you know and i think i've had a lot of those moments too where it's like people that you've definitely looked up to or you know that kind of thing when you finally get a chance to sit down with them or you finally get a chance to work with them it's just so surreal you know and i think to myself i love my life <laughs> i love that i love that you just said that yeah i be thinking that sometimes too like yeah. i'm just happy today like i love my life yeah, I love i'm just my laying life. in my hammock Smoking weed, drinking my wine. Yeah. Cheers to y'all. Getting paid. Listen. Cheers to everyone. <laughs> cheers to everyone off camera. Absolutely. <laughs> Fast forward, right? We're in your next gig. You in the club? What song are you playing to hype up the crowd right now? Like, what's what's the one? Mm. You know how everyone's got like Batman scoop or something that comes out, or like some song that plays that you heard forever, and it's like the the club song gets people going. I still love Cashmere. Like, I don't think that that's ever going to go out of style. You know, um, it's just the, it's the beat. When the beat comes on, it just gets me in a mode. And I think that's the thing for me when people see me actually spin. I'm a vibe. I'm smoking, I'm drinking, I'm dancing. Like, it doesn't matter what. You're entertaining. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you're playing. When people see that you're having an amazing time, they start to have an amazing time. Right. So that's my favorite. So you're available for bookings yes. in costume only. Yes. Right. Okay. So where'd you come up with the idea that you're going to look hot as fuck and do all these different outfits for each thing? Like, were you already like into that? Like, you do a role play a lot? Like, what's going on? I'm a nudist, just period. I love being naked. Um, going back to when we were working with a lot of OnlyFans girls. It got to the place where I was starting to judge myself against them. And I thought to myself, they're 28. They're 30 years old. They've never had any kids. They've never really done anything. I'm 40. My daughter just graduated high school. Oh, damn. I'm married. I've been married three times, divorced twice. Like, I really start to think about my life. I smoke like crazy. I drink like a fish. So when you start to really think about those things and you're talking about doing an elective surgery to try to look like everyone else, I've always prided myself on being the girl next door. And I felt like it was very important in the world where a lot of women are changing their appearance before they even have kids. Like you're not even really giving your body a chance to mature. And I feel like it's very important 
to push this message of body positivity, women empowerment, embracing your curves, embracing your stretch marks. You know, I'm a real woman. And so, and so wait, did you say that you were about to get surgery I because was about, of the insecurity? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was 0.2 seconds away from doing a consultation wow. and I spend days crying. I spend days tugging on my fat, my love handles and looking at my stretch marks. And I wanted to change everything. You and know, were you like that your whole life. Did you have that insecurity or was it only when you got around no. the other women that were in it that was, business? It was definitely being around other women and they're all changing their bodies. And I'm like, okay, well, I've got the money to do that. Like if you don't like it, fix it. Right. Right. But then I'm like, okay, Go to the gym. And just about every woman that I know that has actually had elective surgery, it's like it's like getting a tattoo. You start to get addicted to it, I think. And when is enough enough, you know? And I don't want anybody to feel like I'm trying to put them down or anything like that. It's just personal preference for me. I don't want to put my husband through, you know, weeks of care and there's juices squirting out and I got to wear diapers and things like that. Like you can't sit down. Like, yeah, I'm good. You, I just, yeah. I'm going to tell everyone just squat and eat some, some protein. You'd be Gucci. I'm yeah. going to fuck. There's bitches that were literally this big that gained ass. Yeah. Okay. Six years of dedication type shit. Like, yeah. But no one wants to work for it. Well, everyone wants everything immediately. Right. If I can get surgery in the winter, I'll be definitely out of my compression <laughs> garments by this summer. <laughs> Hello. We got that planned. Yeah. Everybody's thought it, right? Okay. So now in your mental space, you, you, you're free now, right? Like yep. you're open. You're just like, fuck it. Yeah. And that's, and you feel good about yourself. Yep. Okay, good. I'm stretch glad. marks and all. I'm glad. Cheers to that. Hello. Cheers to stretch marks. <laughs> we all got, I don't even have kids and I got them. So My okay. husband calls them tiger stripes. That's what I'm saying. You better wear them stripes. You have a fuck. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite costume to wear? Mm. Well, being that I sweat like a whore in church, I typically wear bodysuits. I like a lot of shine and glitter and things of that nature. So just a little thong bodysuit with some fishnets and some thigh highs. Like Keep it simple. Yeah, that'll get the party started. <laughs> you know. If you could perform anywhere right it doesn't have to be in vegas mm -hmm. if now that you're a dj now that you feel this energy from this people you like being on stage mm -hmm. where you want to perform in the world if you could perform anywhere is there somewhere that you thought about i would love to go home i would love to show all of the little haters <laughs> all of the little people who said oh what's oh. she doing you could I'd leave it like at the office you just leave like your tickets there like yeah I'd like to show them what I could do. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, being in Las Vegas, every DJ aspires to come here. Like, this is like... The Mecca. The Mecca of clubs and parties and tourism, you know? So I would love to perform at any of these, you know, night spots here and the day parties and the after hours. Like, I would love to do that. Um, but overall, I really would love for my grandmother to see me behind the DJ booth. I feel like that's paying homage to my grandfather. Oh, mm -hmm. that's awesome. We got to make this happen. Like, yeah. I feel like this is easy for you. Right? Let's Can't do you it. just call someone up in South Carolina? And yeah. Be like, yeah. I'm, I'm coming. I'm going to do this show. Listen, I've only been staying away, Grandma, because of COVID. So we're coming soon. All right. That's what I'm <laughs> talking about. 
you've been in the music industry for a long time, mm -hmm. right? Because you, before this, you had you know you have the business still. Um, so, what do you think overall, as far as in the music industry, what's the hardest thing that you had to deal with? Honestly, I because I work off of energy, I typically don't have those things. If your energy doesn't flow well with me, I'm picking up bad vibes. I just can't do business with you. And I let everybody know that from the beginning, because whatever money, dollar, monetary amount that you're going to give me, not it's, not, it's not worth my peace. Ooh. It's not worth any of that. If I've got to meditate on you, we've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give you my best. Yeah. And so it's going to not be beneficial for me and for you. That's how I look to, at yeah, it. Try to make it a nice business route. Mm -hmm. You have a husband. Yes. Okay. When did you guys meet? We met, oh gosh, it was June 2019. And you haven't been apart since? No. You already got married? Yes. Okay. How is it keeping a relationship in the music industry? Is it because you guys bond is so good already that it's okay? Or because it's a lot of networking, a lot of... You know, you have to meet all these people now, especially with your new position, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So how does that go? Like, Well, when he met me, I was doing full-blown sex therapy, sex counseling, intimate stretching. Like, I was already kind of out there. You, so. were, you were hosting these things? I was physically teaching and like <laughs> taking clients. I literally tried to scare the shit out of him. I told him everything that I thought could possibly run him away. And he looked at me at the end of it and he said, I still choose you. That's real love. And so literally every single day, I haven't spent one night away from my husband since the moment that we met. Because I always think that. I'm like, I wonder if it's easier to date someone in the industry or not, right? Because they don't really know how you're moving and they have to be very secure in their position in order to be with you because it's, it's a lot. It's communication. It's communication. Like, I talk to him about everything. I consult with him about everything. And he does the same with me. And so I feel like if you have that, you can have a strong relationship. It doesn't matter what you're doing. So you guys had an OnlyFans together? I had an OnlyFans. When I decided that I was going to DJ, I was the risque DJ on OnlyFans. He's very supportive. Literally, like, guys would slide in my DM and would want to talk, and I would talk to them in front of him. And what it did for our relationship was through the roof, and so I kept doing it, and I kept making money, and he kept getting turned on, and I kept having a great <laughs> night. the best relationship ever. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. This never happens. Listen, it's wonderful, you so know. So what happened to, to the OnlyFans? You still do it? I don't. I actually shut my page down. Um, one, I realized that there were a lot of people who wanted to support me. They just didn't want to have an OnlyFans. And... Me, being the brand manager and designer that I am, figured out how to monetize my own content on my own website where I own everything and I don't have to give a percentage to anybody. So that's what I did. Created my own website and now I can live stream from my site. I don't have to worry about any of the hassle for working with a third party. 
I can do my own thing. What's your favorite way to use cannabis? You like just blunts? Like, I am old. <laughs> I'm old school. I like blunts. I feel like old school's like still like joints though. No, because I I was always a blunt person. I could never roll a joint, and everyone from back in the days like you you need to smoke papers. I hate papers. I feel like they burn so quickly. Right. I feel like I'm like, it's gone. I've tried the raw. I've tried the organic. I've tried the edibles. I've tried oils. I've tried. Listen, the only edible that has ever worked for me was given to me by a 60-year-old lady <laughs> on the way to the John Legend and Sade concert. I woke up in the middle of Sade. I missed all of John Legend. She had that shit marinating for like two decades. Baby, <laughs> hey, you know who you are. Need some more. Was that the time that you were too high, you think? Oh, yeah. Out of like all the times? Oh, yeah. I mean, John Legend sung me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He sung me to sleep. It was great. If you had to give like your best advice right now, it doesn't have to be to anyone in the music game. It could just be in life. What are, you, what are you going to tell somebody with something that you live by? I feel like right now there's going to be a mass exodus in regards to people who are working for other people. Um, I think that this pandemic has shown people that they can make money. Um, they can actually live out their dreams. So I would tell anybody that's listening to this to go for it. Um, if you need some help holler at me I could definitely help you and point you in the right direction um, but go for your dreams and plan accordingly you know I always tell everybody to build with the end in mind so uh, you know shoot for the stars and let's see where you land nice I love that I started this during quarantine too see yeah I was like fuck it and then I see? taught myself well I tried to I learned through like share screen how to do final cut like editing and shit FaceTime to like even set shit up. It was crazy. See, that's wonderful. Congratulations. Right. Thank you. We both on our journey. That's right. I just want to shout out all of the people who believe in me, support me, because there's so many of you guys. Like, and it means the world to me. So thank you for anybody who's ever hopped on my live, anybody who's ever given me an encouraging word, anyone who's ever taught me anything. I greatly appreciate them. Um, because you keep me going. It's your girl, DJ Moni, the Risque DJ. Definitely subscribe, follow, share, all of that wonderful stuff. I am on YouTube at the DJ Moni. And definitely go to my website, djmoni.com. So we're definitely going to see you on stage. Yes. In costume. Yes. I'm ready. Yes. Shout out to you. Shout out to hubby over there. Thank you. The Keith cut. and Kale. Keith and Kale. Yes. Keith and Kale. Follow him also, please. Keith and Kale on Instagram. KeithandKale.com. All right, y'all. Until next time. Peace. Peace.